I'll let you in on a little secret. Reaching your revenue goal won't change your life, but hitting your profit goal, that absolutely will. If you want to build a life-first business this year, you need to create more margin, both in your finances and in your schedule. If you're ready to double down on profit-generating strategies that actually work so you can work four-day weeks, go on real vacations, or even take the summers off, you won't want to miss this. In my free masterclass, Double Your Profit While Working Less, you'll learn exactly how to set your business up to scale so you can give yourself a raise, create a clear plan for how to work that dream schedule, and step into your CEO era, the one where you and your business aren't just surviving, but thriving. You can grab this free masterclass at www.jadeboyd.co backslash double your profit masterclass or go to the link in the show notes. Now back to the show. So a 2019 study by Google found that keeping track of passwords is a source of frustration for the majority of Americans. Three in four respondents, 75% said that they struggle with passwords. According to another Google survey, fewer than half of Americans say that they would change an online account password if they discovered it had been breached. I think this just shows how stressful and time-consuming things to do with password management can be to say that people who know that they've had a data breach, that somebody else has their information, and that many people would not go through the time and effort to change it shows me that there is a reason for that procrastination. There is some feeling of stress or anxiety or like helplessness that's tied to the ability to protect your data and manage passwords. Welcome to the Business Minimalist Podcast, a podcast about redefining productivity for the modern woman in business and finding ways to work smarter, not harder in business and life. I'm your host, Jade Boyd. I'm an MBA business strategist and mentor who helps overwhelmed business owners simplify and scale their service-based businesses with strategy and systems. On this podcast, we'll explore simple ways to earn more while working less. If you're ready to scale your business, bring order to chaos, ditch the busy work, and make space for what really matters, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Business Minimalist Podcast. What's the one routine that keeps me productive? It's actually super simple. Each week, I cozy up with my laptop and coffee, reflect on my week, and make a plan to get 1% better next week. It may even sound too simple, but small progress adds up over time and tallying up all those small wins keeps me motivated during the not-so-glamorous seasons in my business. And you can grab the exact checklist I go through each week for free using the link in the show notes or visiting www.jadeboyd.co backslash weekly dash review dash checklist. In just 30 minutes a week, this one simple routine can help you build a more productive business. Trust me, just download the checklist in the show notes and give it a try today. When it comes to productivity, we know that the things that really overwhelm us and cause us to become anxious can easily lead to paralysis and just doing nothing. It's hard to move forward on a project or a task when just thinking about it fills you with dread. I'm sure you felt this way about certain things on your to-do list or even feeling that today. So today I'm talking about a time-saving app that 75% of you don't have. It's an app that could not only save you time on a day-to-day basis, but will also protect your business from a serious data breach, like someone hacking your Instagram account, for example, which I'm sure you've heard the horror stories, which could potentially set your business back by years of your invested time and effort. So today we're talking about the easiest and most affordable productivity app for business owners, a password manager. 
Now, managing passwords can be really time-consuming and stressful, but the solution to all the problems that come with password management is actually super simple and affordable. And yet recently, I learned that only 24% of people are actually using a password manager, which blew my mind and is why I'm showing up to talk about it in this episode. My husband's a software developer. So when we first got married, he added me to his 1Password account and I imported all of my passwords. We've been using it for the last three plus years. And I can't tell you how easy it has made my life and how much worry and anxiety it has relieved. Being able to share all of our passwords, having access to that information in one place and know that it's protected. So today, here's what we're going to talk about. First, I want to share some information about password managers, what the stats can tell us about the importance of protecting your passwords. Second, I'm going to share kind of the ins and outs of why I love 1Password for my password manager, some other options you might consider, and the various ways that it's been helpful for my business, but also for my personal life and how much it costs. Spoiler, it's super affordable. And third, I'm going to share some simple rules that you're going to want to follow no matter what, whether you use a password manager or not in order to protect your business and manage and organize your passwords well so that they're not leading you to that anxious avoiding task because you don't know where your login is or it's not putting your business at risk from a data security standpoint. And again, spoiler alert, the rules are actually really difficult to follow if you don't have access to a password manager. So we're going to talk about that too. So when it comes to password management, I see two major issues or problems to solve here. The first problem is that managing passwords can be frustrating and time-consuming. And the second problem is that it poses a data security risk if you're not able to manage and organize those passwords well. So we're going to go into some stats that show just how huge these two problems are when it comes to password management. So if you're listening to this episode and feeling behind the curve when it comes to managing passwords and being tech savvy and all those things, know that you're not alone. And the majority of people are in this same place. And when I research some of these stats, I'll link the sources in the show notes but they're astounding. And I just had to share them with you today because it blows my mind. And again, I was not using a password manager and I was committing every error in the book up until three years ago when my husband converted me to 1Password. So know that I've made all of these mistakes too. And we're just here to learn and figure out how to better manage our passwords and save ourselves some time today. So the first problem... Managing passwords is frustrating and time-consuming. So a 2019 study by Google found that keeping track of passwords is a source of frustration for the majority of Americans. Three in four respondents, 75%, said that they struggle with passwords. According to another Google survey, fewer than half of Americans say that they would change an online account password if they discovered it had been breached. I think this just shows how stressful and time-consuming things to do with password management can be to say that people who know that they've had a data breach, that somebody else has their information, and that many people would not go through the time and effort to change it shows me that there is a reason for that procrastination. There is some feeling of stress or anxiety or like helplessness that's tied to the ability to protect your data and manage passwords. And I think that is what this data is telling me. And that's what I read into it when I see these statistics. Another thing that Caleb sent me a few months ago, randomly, he'll send me these various articles when it comes to like data security or like interesting things about tech that he thinks that I will also find interesting. And I shared this on Instagram recently and asked people how they manage passwords and if they have 
uh, system for managing passwords or if they have no system at all. And in line with these statistics, my Instagram following kind of duplicated these statistics to show that the majority of people did not have any way to manage their passwords. But the chart that I shared was this chart that showed based on how many characters are in your password, how quickly a machine can guess your password. Because obviously, the less characters you have, like if you have five characters for your password, there's only so many combinations of five characters. So it doesn't take that long for a computer to guess all of those combinations. But a 12-character password takes 62 trillion times longer to crack than a six-character password was one stat that I stumbled across. And that's kind of like the threshold, a 12-character password. And I don't know about you, but memorizing 12-character passwords that are secure can be kind of stressful, which is why another stat shows that more than half of users would prefer an alternative method to passwords. Like, who wouldn't? That's why we love the face recognition on our iPhones. That's why we love like the fingerprint passcode on our computers, because it makes it so much easier to log in without having to think about what our password is or the stress of what if we lose it, how to manage it, should we write it down, but that's not secure. So alternatives to passwords, obviously, we're all looking for something easier because this problem is time consuming and frustrating. And then let's talk about how many passwords we actually need. So there was another report by HYPR that showed 37% of people have more than 20 passwords for their personal life, and 19% also have more than 10 passwords for their work life. And those are kind of like janky statistics that don't line up. Like 37% have 20 passwords, 19% have 10 passwords for business. It's kind of hard to sum up what that actually means on a wider basis. But this made me curious to look in one password and see how many passwords I had access to or that I had graded. And right now, I have 541 passwords in my private account. There is no way that I would be able to create 541 secure passwords that were 12 characters or more and not write them down somewhere in a place that could easily be stolen from my house or you know, hacked if it's in a digital document. So that's just in my private account. And then Caleb and I also have a shared vault for the accounts that we both have the same login for, things uh, like streaming subscriptions or like financial information that we share, stuff like that. And there's an additional 81 passwords in that shared account. And if you think about it, for your business, you probably have a lot of different passwords. And we're going to go through the stats in data security next because I think the stress and the time-consuming nature of managing this many passwords makes us take shortcuts that then create data security risks when it comes to your business, when it comes to your accounts, your financial information. So let's move into the second problem which is really the bigger problem here, if we're being honest, it's data security. So I found another stat that said 24% of Americans have used some variation of the following weak passwords. This is the ABC123, just password as your password, 123456, I love you, 111111, QWERTY, admin, and welcome. Those are the common passwords and 24% of Americans have used some variation of those passwords, which are obviously very easy for a hacker to guess, or even for your friends and family to guess. In addition to that, 59% use some version of their name and birthday in their password. 
And another Google study showed that 13% of people reuse the same password across all of their accounts. And 52% use the same password for multiple, but not all of their accounts, which again shows that if you're using one password that is easy to remember, it compromises your login information because it would be very easy to hack the rest of your accounts and financial information if somebody is able to crack just that one. So if at this point you're feeling a little bit scared or anxious about the state of your passwords, let's take a deep breath because like I said, the solution is actually very simple and very affordable. And a quick two-hour time investment will create so much time gain in the future because the ability to have access to all of your passwords, all of your secure passwords in one place will save you so much time and will also help you to stop procrastinating on the things that you know you need to do, but you don't want to do them because then you would have to dig out your passwords and log in. And there's some instances where that's a good thing. Credit card information, for example, might stop you from shopping impulsively if it takes you time to dig out your credit card and enter that information. It's not as readily available. But when it comes to managing your business, you should not be losing time by having to manually type in your passwords or go look them up and copy and paste them. So the solution is very simple. And there's a lot of different password managers on the market. The most common are LastPass and 1Password. And like I said, Caleb and I use 1Password. And so I'm going to talk a little bit about 1Password specifically. I think LastPass is very, very similar. But I want to share a little bit about how I use it, what it's capable of doing and instances in my business where it could be handy as well. So first of all, it solves the problem of needing to know my passwords. I actually do not know what any of my passwords are. They're all just a string of random letters, numbers, and symbols that 1Password generates for me. So when I go to any site, say I signed up for a digital course, and then I have to create a new Kajabi login or something, I would type in my email address as the username. And then because I have a Chrome extension for 1Password, installed in my browser, 1Password automatically sees, oh, she's creating a new login. And there's a little button that pops up next to the password that says, do you want to generate a password? And I click it, it generates my password. I click next. And then the 1Password box pops up and says, do you want to save this password? And it auto-populates the name of the website that I'm using, the URL that I'm using, the username and password that it gave me, And I say, yes, actually, that would be great. Save my password for me. I click a button and that's it. That's how I create new logins. I never know what my passwords are. So they are super secure and it makes my life a lot easier. Another thing, there's a mobile app. So again, logging into anything on my phone, you can actually turn on face recognition on your phone too. So that whenever your phone sees or one password through your phone sees that you're trying to log into something, you can click and it'll say, do you want to autofill this with one password? You say yes. And then it does a little face recognition bubble quick, make sure that it's you. And then it fills in my information and I don't even have to open the one password app. It's super quick and easy. It'll also do that for credit card info. So again, I never have to think about like which card should I use or what are the numbers? Where's my wallet at? I autofill from one password and it makes it super easy. It's also helpful because we have multiple credit cards based on what we're buying. This is not my doing. I would 
definitely prefer just to have one credit card for everything and not think about it. But my husband is very financially savvy and thrifty, and he has signed us up for a handful of credit cards. So we have one that we use for grocery and dining out because we get 5% cash back. And we have another one that we use for gas because same reason we get automatically 5% cash back. And he's found like the best credit cards, done all the research and signed us up. So it's nice for me to have a cheat sheet even to look at like, okay, which one is for groceries again? Which one do I need to use? Because I have an absolutely terrible memory. So it's great that I have a place that I can go in and take notes on those things too, so that I can remember which card to use. And again, for my business, I have my business info saved in there too. And I just create a quick note for like business card. And then I search for business card and it auto populates, which is great. Another thing that's great about 1Password is that you can set up two-factor authentication in the app. So you can have one-time passwords generated through 1Password. And there's different ways that you can generate one-time passwords. But in order to keep things simple, when I have to set up a one-time password for an account, I would rather do it through 1Password because I know that it's secure and it's just easy for me to go to one place. And so If you've ever had to set up a one-time password, you'll know that it sends you some sort of code and that code expires after 30 seconds or a minute or whatever. And then the 1Password changes and then you have to get a new password if you want to use that one-time login, sort of a second verification that you are who you say you are. And within 1Password, you would just go to that login and it would show you what your current one-time password is. So it doesn't necessarily need to send you anything. If you ever change your phone number or your email or anything, that won't be an issue because everything is in 1Password, which is nice. On the more personal side of things, having a password manager has made me feel a lot more prepared if the worst were to happen to either Caleb or myself, which is kind of taking it to the next level. But if you've ever had somebody close to you pass away, you will hear the stories of how difficult it is to manage things, how difficult it is to get access to accounts, to access like social media or bank accounts or email accounts. And it can become a very stressful process and a time where things are already really hard. And we're not expecting the worst to happen, but I do have some anxious tendencies. And so knowing that if the worst were to happen to either myself or to Caleb, that we would both have all of the information that we needed to take care of things, it makes me rest a lot easier. And not only that, but just for day-to-day living, you can also save important documents or like your IDs, our marriage certificate, all of those things are securely stored in 1Password as well. Like the physical copies are in our safety deposit box. But again, it's nice to have access to those things because if I need to fill out a form that we need both of our driver's license numbers or something like that, I don't have to go find Caleb's wallet and dig it out. I just go in 1Password and it literally has everything that we need access to, which is a huge time saver and also stress reliever. Okay. And then let's talk about password management from a business perspective now. So here's a story that came up recently that made handling an issue in my business a lot easier than it would have been if I wouldn't have had the ability to share my passwords with Caleb. So randomly, I was making an update to my website and then I go to view the live version. And for some reason, my IP address was blocked. So I couldn't view my own site. Like anybody on my IP address would not have access to view my own site. And this was an issue in the back end. I should be able to understand it. But if I'm being honest, I don't. And my husband's a software developer. So I don't have to understand those things. And the less I can be responsible for knowing, the better. Because as you know, 
as a business owner, you're kind of forced to be a jack of all trades. And it's not always the most fun thing, especially when things pile up and that learning curve, there's only so many learning curves you can go through in one season. And this is a season of a lot of learning curves for me. So it's really nice that I can just share my show it password with Caleb and say, hey, here's a screenshot of what's happening. Can you please tell them to fix this or solve it? And show it is a great platform. I recommend it to everybody. Their customer service is amazing. But Caleb knew exactly what words to use, exactly what to ask them to change so that the problem was fixed quickly. And within 10 minutes, he messaged them, told them exactly what was happening. They knew what was happening. They fixed it and it was done. And I didn't have to do anything because Caleb had my password. He could log in to show it as me communicate what needed to be communicated. No explanation of like, oh, this is my wife's site, but I'm, you know, that maybe would not have gone over well. So he basically just pretended to be me and it was all fixed for me and it was wonderful. And I'm sure there's other instances in your business where you might be going into software to fix issues simply because you're the only one who has access to your password and it's not worth it for you to share that password with somebody else in order to get the problem fixed. But if there are people on your team who can solve issues on your behalf and they only need access to your password, I think LastPass has this option too. I'm almost 100% certain it does. But within one password, you can share your passwords with people outside of your organization. So for example, if there was somebody on my team who I wanted to solve this problem instead, I could give them a limited like seven-day access to use this password and they could log in and pretend that they were me and solve this problem for me as well. And of course, if you want people to have ongoing access to your passwords, you can always set up one of those shared vaults that Caleb and I have. So we have our separate vaults where we have our own private passwords, things that we don't need to share access to. Like for example, any digital course, I think is a great example because I have so many different logins for digital courses. And it doesn't like Caleb's never going to need access to those things. So I don't want to clog up his passwords with all of these random logins of mine. And then we have our shared vault, which we have all the passwords that we both need access to. So if you wanted to create a, a vault for like media managers on your team, for example, and then all of your media passwords would be in that shared vault, then anybody on your team that works in media would have access to that set of passwords. And you can create as many vaults as you need or even a vault for specific people on your team, it's really easy to create and share passwords on an ongoing basis or a limited basis, which again, could save you a lot of time when it comes to outsourcing some of those tasks that you're only doing because it takes more time to teach somebody else how to log in and use the platform than for you to do it yourself. But over time, those things add up, as I'm sure you know. So Caleb and I are on the personal plan, and it's only $4.99 a month for us to use this which is insane for how much time and stress it saves me on a daily basis. $4.99 is super affordable. It looks like for the business plans right now, it definitely depends on what you're looking for, how big your team is, what you want access to, but it starts at about $20 a month, which again is a really affordable option. LastPass has a free version that you can use, but here's the thing. So I was also looking at um, Statista, which is a really popular marketing research platform if you're into that sort of thing. But they were showing the most used password managers. And the highest one definitely is LastPass. And I was talking to Caleb about this. And he mentioned that it's because they have that free version. But the company also got bought and has mostly been abandoned, according to Caleb. 
the free version lost a lot of the features. I was actually talking to somebody on Instagram after I shared that poll and asked about password management. And she said that she uses LastPass for a business, but it's really annoying to her because there's a lot of advertisements that pop up. So that's something to consider. And the reason why the user rate is so high is because of lock-in. So apparently they make it really difficult once you do have your passwords in LastPass to change to another password management platform, which is a great marketing tactic if you ask me, but also just make sure that that's the platform that you want to go with before you sign up and do your research. Okay. And then to wrap up, I want to share some quick password tips, things that you probably know, but would be a good reminder, things to do, rules to follow when it comes to keeping your passwords secure. So first thing, like we talked about, choose strong passwords, at least 12 characters with a mix of different things, depending on what the platform will allow you to put in, in terms of like letters, numbers, symbols. Second, like we mentioned, do not reuse the same password or a different version of the same password for different accounts. Use different passwords for every account. Third, we kind of touched on this, but it's a good rule of thumb to never write your passwords down physically. One of my biggest pet peeves as a planner enthusiast is when planner companies put a password page in their journals or in their notebooks or in their planners Never use that page. Please cross it out and use it for something else because it is a very bad idea to write down all of your passwords in a physical place, especially in something like a planner where you're taking different places and could leave somewhere. Please do not do that. And if it's a digital planner, even more reason not to do that. One of our friends actually told us, I hope they're not listening to this episode, but he revealed one day that he was storing all of his passwords in a Google spreadsheet. And I think Caleb almost died of shock. Uh, do not save your passwords in a digital format and something like Google Drive either. It's just not a secure place to store your passwords. One other thing I wanted to mention on this from a business perspective, you should also never make your clients or customers write down financial information or other secure information in a contract. There's very specific requirements for software that are storing passwords. There's different data security protocols that they're going through that things like contract managing softwares will not. And I've seen this before, contracts that make you put down your bank account or your credit card information in case there's an extra charge if you like ruin the linens in an event space or something like this. And that's a really bad practice from a business perspective. So if you are collecting information like that, make sure you're using a platform that is secure and able to handle the safe storage of financial information. So from the business perspective, think about that. But from a personal perspective, like for that instance, I used a website called privacy.com. And this is a website that allows you to generate a one-time credit card code, for example, that you can link to your credit card or your bank account. So this is a financial platform. So it's actually doing the processing. But I can add my bank information and credit card information depending... I've used it for business and personal reasons when I wasn't super trustworthy of the site. Like when I ordered the planner samples, for example, it's a legit company. But in the back of my mind, I was like, what if this isn't a legit company? So I just generated a one-time credit card number based on my business credit card and use that instead. And you can create a limit both on like the time frame, So they don't have access to charge this after January 2023, or they only have the ability to charge this credit card up to $50 and you can set the amount. But that just gives you a little bit added protection knowing that if it is not legit, 
at most I would lose 50 bucks and this number will not even be able to be charged more than that. So if you're in that situation, you can also generate like a one-time code for something like a security deposit or something like that. If somebody is requiring you to put it on their contract and they're not willing to listen to the advice that that's not actually a good practice when it comes to managing financial information, privacy.com is what I would recommend. Okay. Last two pieces of advice are do not share your passwords with others, again, unless you're able to share them in a secure way. And then the last one is to use two-factor authentication wherever possible. And another stat to back this up, multi-factor authentication, which means like two-factor or more than two-factor, basically. Multi-factor authentication will block 99.9% of all attacks. So know that it's probably the best thing that you can do to protect your financial information, whether or not you use a password manager or not. And like financial information and also login information, right? So overall, I hope that this episode has given you something to think about when it comes to saving time and protecting your business by using a password manager. And I hope that you've taken away some interesting information, but also kind of had enough advice here to move forward with choosing a password manager and setting this up for yourself, I guarantee that it's going to instantly make you less stressed and save you time this week if you're able to set one up. So moving forward, I will link everything mentioned in the show notes if you want to dig deeper into the research or if you want to check out one password or any of the other things mentioned in this episode head on over to the show notes and view those things. And I will see you back here next week for another episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Business Minimalist Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, I'd be so grateful if you'd rate it on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening today. Your rating and review will help more small business owners discover helpful episodes each week. Don't forget to check out the show notes for the tools and resources mentioned in today's episode because good ideas don't grow businesses, action does. And if you want more business minimalist tips and resources, head on over to Instagram and follow me at jadeboyd.co. I'd love to hear what you took away from today's episode. I'll see you next time on the Business Minimalist Podcast. The number of women burning out is at an all-time high right now, and I'm on a mission to change that. If you're a service provider who's feeling overwhelmed, overworked, and underpaid, Don't let another year go by staying stuck. The Business Edit is a 12-month group coaching program that helps you declutter your business from top to bottom so that you can have shorter to-do lists, a clear strategy to scale, and know exactly what to focus on each week to drive results in your business. You'll end the year with the business that you've been dreaming of building, one that gives you your life back and pays you more than you've ever made before. In the program, you'll follow my signature five-step method for scaling your service-based business. You'll get business minimalist strategy, marketing, systems, and productivity roadmaps that are simple to understand and easy to implement, plus 12 months of customized one-on-one coaching to help you every step of the way. Join me inside the business edit at www.jadeboyd.co backslash coaching and get my step-by-step blueprint with everything you need to build your dream business in 2024. Now back to the show.